and welcome to the Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope podcast. Today, I will be joined by Hazel Andy Porter from her home in Toronto, Ontario. Hazel is a healing and transformational coach, and she works as a certified hypnotherapist, emotional freedom techniques practitioner, neurolinguistic practitioner, and time techniques practitioner. Over the past year, she has worked with hundreds of clients, mainly focusing on healing emotional traumas so that they can live a new self-narrative that works for their lifestyle. We will tap into her knowledge and experience in today's episode to find out more about inner child healing and breaking generational trauma. Hazel educates us and this is what you will learn from our discussion. We touched on her own journey and how it made her choose this career path. We obviously discussed childhood trauma and how it can affect us in our adulthood. Generational trauma and how it is passed down from one generation to the other. And of course, how we can break that cycle in our own lives. We also touch on what we can expect from her coaching program. We also learn how hypnotherapy works. This was very interesting for me because I've always been so fascinated by hypnotherapy, but never really knew what it was about. And lastly, how to identify triggers and just so much more. We had such a great time recording this episode. Hazel is a very intuitive and astute person, and she has a pleasant disposition. And I know that you will love her insights and just her beautiful nature. I hope you take some helpful perspectives that can help you on your healing journey. Enjoy the episode. And as always, keep listening. Hi, Hazel. Welcome. And thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I just did some, I did my morning routine this morning, ate breakfast, and then yeah, got the day started. Nice. I love yeah. routines. I love lists. I love routines. So yeah, that, my kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so we have an interesting topic to discuss today, right? We, we're going to be talking about healing the inner child and breaking generational trauma. Yes. Right. Let's get into that. <laughs> yeah. So you are a healing and a transformational coach and you work as a certified hypnotherapist a EFT practitioner, NLP, and a time techniques practitioner, right? So that is your your business uh, persona. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So for the listeners, tell us a bit more about yourself, like where you live, come from a big family, a small family. Who is Hazel? (laughs) Okay. My name is Hazel and I'm from Toronto, born and raised in Toronto, Ontario. And I grew up in a small family. It was just me and my sister, my mom and my dad. And we didn't have any intermediate family as most of them were in like the U.S. or like the Philippines. So it was mostly just us and like family friends. And growing up, because we didn't have that like extended family support, most of the time we had to depend on each other, like each of the family members role. And sometimes that expectations grew larger than it should have been for like a 10 year old because like certain expectations were put on to you because you're a kid, you don't really realize that you don't have to pursue those expectations. And 
because we're kids, we automatically assume that we have to do this in order to be loved, in order to be liked, in order to be seen. And once we start building that narrative, that becomes people pleasing when we're older. Right. And that's what happened to me. So I started getting into toxic relationships and I was always wondering like, why am I always attracted to this dynamic? And then after I broke up with my last toxic relationship, basically I learned that I was basically repeating cycles of my parents where I was always trying to search for love where there wasn't love placed. But because of my emotional roller coaster in my childhood, the idea of like walking on shells, that became my narrative. Like, okay, now this is something familiar to me. So I'm going to find this in other people. Yeah. I find it so interesting because one would think that if there's something that happened in your childhood home, that you would leave that behind as an adult, you would try and seek something different. But you're saying that that is a basically a blueprint basically. within you. And you mimic what you saw in your childhood home. Yes, exactly that. And because this is our blueprint, this is the idea of like, okay, we only have to associate ourselves with this because this is our familiarity. And the subconscious mind only wants to work in areas that's familiar. But if it sees that like, oh, this is something new, this is something healthy. Our mind is kind of scared because it's not familiar to this dynamic. And that's why we end up, even though we end up in healthy relationships, sometimes we might self-sabotage because we're not used to the idea of this love. Yes. Right. Like we, we don't feel up. like we deserve better than that. And we, exactly. we go we go to our old behavior patterns, something that is familiar. Exactly. So I know that you have a personal story that led you to this path of becoming a healing and a transformational coach. Do you want to share a little bit of that with us? Yes, yes, definitely. After my last toxic relationship, I started to really dive deep in. And I actually, one day I was like breaking point. I was crying. I was just on, like on the floor and I was like begging, like I was praying to God. And I was like, why is this always happening to me? What is and making then, it so toxic though? Exactly, exactly. And then, so I was like writing it down. Like the first time I was journaling, I was like five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. And then I started to notice that every trait of my ex were all similar. They all followed like the same like identity. And then I started to question like, oh my God, I'm really like dating one person, one type of person, but what is attracting me to this dynamic? And it was certain behaviors like people pleasing, but also like an anxious attachment, ambient attachment. And I started to trickle in and started researching more and noticed that like I was searching for love, waiting for love. Because that's how my parents taught me to behave around them. And then that's when the healing child comes in to basically like that baby Hazel or baby Marlene was like, oh, I didn't feel loved at age 10. Therefore, I'm going to keep going around this pattern to make sure I get love. But then that's when we go inside my seed method, like mythology, and we kind of take out the emotions attached to that event and tell baby Marlene, like, you're safe. Don't worry. You don't have to chase love this way. And then that's right. when we heal the emotional path and break that cycle. Okay. So you were basically in relationships that mimicked the relationship that you had with your parents and how the way they taught you how to love or what love yeah. was. And so these toxic relationships, they, I suppose they would have been cheating or 
disrespect in these relationships. And so that was what was attracting you to these relationships. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we always like our mind has a song track, right? Yeah. And it was just keep playing a song track that's similar. Like that's why we like certain songs because it sounds similar to the songs we liked before. And because we have an original like song track in our head, we'll yeah. only associate ourselves with similar song tracks that we've been around. Right. Mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned your coaching program because I'm curious to know how you go about helping your clients to break the cycle, to mm-hmm. heal that inner child and to break the generational trauma that they oh, suffer and endure. So what is the main focus of your coaching program? So a lot of the times my like potential clients or even like my clients when we started working together, I don't tell them directly what they need to learn, but rather I show them what they need to discover within themselves. Because most of the time people think that like, oh, he's doing this. He's uh, like, he's, she or she's doing that. Then that makes me feel like unlovable or like he's not giving me compliments or he always looks at girls on social media. But then I retreat that focus back within the selves because at the end of the day, everybody's a mirror reflection of you, right? And when you get triggered, a lot of times that's something you need to learn within yourself and you need to get it within yourself. And what we do is basically attract the same cycle over and over again in order to break that cycle we need to see what kind of repetitive thoughts are coming in and then we we go back into the seed method and go into your timeline whether it's generational or just like in this lifetime or past lifetime and we kind of like give the emotional healing so you can break that cycle and let go of your past because the past doesn't exist unless you allow it to with your emotions right so Mm -hmm. it it comes down to you know really living and focusing on the present. Exactly. Right? And not really oh, looking outside for help, mm-hmm. but looking internally. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah. for example, those who plan a lot in their future, like, yes, that's a good indication that they know where they're going, but it's also an indication that, like, they need to see where they're going in order to feel safe, in order to feel calm. But at the end of the day, we are safe wherever we are. But that's where inner child healing needs to come in to show that like, you're good. (laughs) You can relax. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I suppose it it comes back to that, that beliefs again, that we are taught when we are child, if we, if we are taught not to trust strangers, you know, we might grow up feeling lonely because we don't really let people in. Exactly. Exactly. Because maybe our parents are always telling you, oh, don't talk to this person, not don't talk to that person. They're going to hurt you. And then sometimes when we grow up, we forget about, forget about those words our parents taught us, but their words become our inner critic. We just start thinking like them. It's like, oh, I can't talk to this person. It's like, wait, who told you you can't? Yeah. That's when yeah. awareness starts to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we talk about healing there has to be a certain amount of awareness. So I assume if somebody hits a rock bottom in their life and or they're seeking advice, you know, they already have some sort of awareness. So mm-hmm. how does the inner child healing help them to heal their life? It's like coming into recognition that you don't need to be dependent on others for the needs you want and you can find that within yourselves. 
Because a lot of the times people think that we need a certain amount of validation to know that we're doing good in our lives, or we need a certain amount of love from others to show that we are lovable. But how about filling our own cup so much that it's overflowing and then coming to idea that like, I am good enough no matter what anyone says. And because of that, you become like, you have so much unwavering faith and confident in yourself that you can start pouring it into others. And no matter where you stand, you know that you are safe and you are abundant. And that's like the key to contentment, really. You know, I've come across inner healing where there are daily practices that most people do, like, you know, daily affirmations, uh, journaling. Do you suggest any of these practices to sort of maintain the work that you've done after you've healed your inner child? Oh, yes, definitely. It's like, I always tell my clients that like, even if they're seeing the results within two weeks, I tell them that like, we have to remember, you have to keep doing this work consistently. Because it's like going to the gym, right? Let's say we went to the gym consistently for one month, and then we're finally seeing that abs, you know, that figure we want. But we always have to make sure that like, we got to keep working out, still eating correctly. Or else if we lose that system, we end up going back to square one. Yeah. Right. And yes. that's basically the same as healing. You have to make sure that you still cultivate that like time for yourself. Like you said, those systems in the beginning, morning and night, making sure that like you're still filling your own cup. And one thing I like to do is looking at your love language, your own love language. So whether it's like giving like if you like praises from other people, how about giving that to yourself with like word affirmations right in the morning and right at night before you sleep and once you wake up. So you start telling yourself like, oh, I am strong. I am this. And that way, when someone tells you like, oh, you're not good enough. You're like, nope, I am yeah. strong. You don't like automatic <laughs> response. But the only way for a word of affirmation to work is to really first do the subconscious work. Because if we don't, if you say like words of affirmations, we basically tell the conscious mind like a word, but it's going to bounce off. But once we open the subconscious where like the blueprint is, we tell ourselves this and then we plant the seed and we close it. That word of affirmation becomes stronger. Right. So is that something that you can do for yourself or is that something that you can help with? Because, I mean, I ask because you're a certified hypnotherapist. <laughs> yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, you know, as a hypnotherapist, what does a session look like? It's so weird. It's so weird. So I like, I do everything intuitively. Some people like to do it with scripts. I like to do it with like whatever like the person needs. And I would close my eyes and see like, okay, what do they really need? And I would ask God like, okay, give me like a word or a direction of like where they need to be right now. And then that's when we start the session. And then right after, basically I just start free flowing and I bring them into like an imagery guided type of hypnosis where they're talking to the inner child by tell them like, you are good enough. Tell baby Marlene that she is so safe right now to like go after her dreams. And they keep saying over and over again. And the next day they suddenly like become this new person. And because they do this every week, I'm like, who has this changed? (laughs) (laughs) So that is, that's basically what you're saying. You open the subconscious mind and you put that affirmation in there using hypnotherapy and you plant the seed and Mm -hmm. in the conscious mind we repeat that in our daily lives exactly and it's like it's like 
we're basically a beehive, right? And then we all have like working bees that's going to just follow what the queen bee says. The conscious mind is like the working bees. They're just going to follow it. But in order for real action to get in, you just can't tell the working bees like, oh, you have to do this. Because they're obviously like, nah, that's not what the queen bee told us to do. The queen bee, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. But once we tell the queen bee, like, you are enough, the queen bee's like, you guys are all enough. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So, you know, I want to come back to the generational trauma because it makes me think of some of the things in my own experience where I have seen the way that my parents were and how I've seen that some of that have played out exactly in my life. And I'm curious to know, how does it move from generation to generation? Mm, Good question. Do you have a specific example you want to elaborate on? So in the relationship that my parents had, there were certain things that happened. But when it came to my relationship, I had the similar beliefs And Mm -hmm. some things happened exactly the same way. And it was unintentional. Yeah. But looking back, I can see, oh my gosh, this is a carbon copy of something that had happened over there. (laughs) And that's a bit freaky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I like where you're coming from because my parents, they have like a generational idea on abandonment and every relationship you'll have, they're going to abandon you, right? And then, yeah, yeah. And then like my parents, I know that like they're together, but they, they revolve around this idea of abandonment and they end up people pleasing each other, which is not a good thing. And I can see how it affected me. But even before that, I have like my family history is just like filled with divorces and it's just on abandonment, abandonment, and abandonment. And I can see how like this wound has been carried out generationally because of that lack of inner child because the inner child is not just within you but it's an embodiment of what your generational trauma has been through or your generations have been through so you might be just carrying certain beliefs and wounds that has just been passed down onto you so like sometimes we might just carry this like heavy belief that like we're not good enough but even though your parents have not said that to you directly when you're a child Maybe your grandparents just felt it so heavily that it wasn't healed within them. It was just passed down into you because we're all a part. We're all parts of our parents and they're parts of their parents. Yes. But because we're all connected, their wounds also transfer onto us. And that's the idea of generational trauma. Because yeah. even if our grandparents, we might not have spoken to them, our parents was affected by them. And subconsciously, their language was also affected by that narrative, which also cycles on to us. But then that's yes. when we go into your inner child and say that like baby Joanna or grandma. Hmm. And we tell her that like, it's okay. You can feel safe. We also heal that generational trauma by tuning into our inner child. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everything comes back to the inner child. Yeah. So the healing, it starts with the inner child, even when it is generational trauma. Exactly. At the end of the day, we're all kids. We're just kids that grew up and told to have more responsibilities. But sometimes when we have experiences with certain traumas from the past, we start to react the same way from we did when we're 13 because we didn't process it properly. 
right? Because age is all just a construct, but the way we behave, we can't really put an age on it because everybody has different traumatic events that happen different in different lifetimes. And the reason why I focus a lot on inner child healing is because I've had extensive amount of like therapy um, experiences and also life coaching experiences. And everybody sees the same thing. Tell yourself you're enough, tell yourself you're enough. But to get to the root of when all of these beliefs started manifesting, these traumas, it often come from childhood. And that's baby you, little yeah. you. <laughs> Hazel, <laughs> you're giving me a lot of information. <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I'm, I'm new to the inner child and healing the inner child and going through that. But I mean, mm-hmm. you are really educating me to today. it's true it's true and I'm happy because there are people out there who also like me don't know all of this and Mm -hmm. if we can Mm -hmm. shed some light on this topic then yeah I'm really happy yeah definitely definitely because a lot of times we create those cycles like you said we, we create those cycles in a relationship because there's a part of our childhood where the disconnect happens And because that disconnect happens from like innocent baby Marlene, who was just filled with so much light to Marlene, who was kind of started like thinking about her future and like, oh, where should she be? This part of baby Marlene starts to realize that like, maybe I do have to follow my parents' like mental patterns or behavioral patterns for me to feel safe and loved. And that cycle starts going bigger and bigger and bigger as you grow older. But then once we reconnect that cycle, the shadow work is like, I see how those experiences hurt me, but I am still loved and I know I deserve better. Right. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a treatment plan, do we start with life coaching? Do we start with Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy? Where do we start? With a lot of people, they like to, I guess, create a structure. But for me, I see that everybody has individual needs. For example, if someone was coming to me with a lot of like external hurt from other people and they were just wounded and like they just felt really low about themselves, I start with hypnotherapy and get them familiar with the idea like this is you, this is baby you. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of the times, like nine out of 10, everybody's like, oh, this was so uncomfortable talking to my baby self. But because they were so uncomfortable, that means they've been practicing self-abandonment for so long and they weren't taking care of themselves, like in deep matter. Yeah. And yeah. also they were listening to what other people were saying about them and believing it. Exactly. Exactly. And the reason why we tend to listen to what other people say is because we don't trust ourselves our own advice yeah 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 we think it can't be you know exactly i can't deserve all this love i can't deserve all all this unconditional support i am not enough right and then we create that narrative for ourselves exactly exactly and it's reinforced i suppose by the (laughs) outside people who tell us who tell us these things yeah and even as those people are reinforcing those ideas and we kind of get triggered. It's like, okay, wait, because they are saying this to me, that means I don't believe that within me, right? If they say that like, oh, I don't deserve love. What made me think that I don't deserve love? 
who said this? And that's when you touch base and go inside yourself and tell yourself, ask yourself like, okay, baby Marlene, what do you need right now? It's like, oh, I want to feel heard. Okay. How do you want to feel heard? I want to go on the swing. I'm like, okay, let's go swing. And that's the <laughs> reparenting comes in. Knowing that like you still have needs to just play. Yeah. And feel free to express yourself. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a difficult thing to do. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That is definitely not easy. I think expressing yourself and retraining yourself to recognize the patterns mm-hmm. and then to change that belief system. That's not an easy thing. It's not. It's not. But knowing that like, no matter how cloudy it is, the sun will come up. Because the only thing that will drive this process faster is your faith. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell you by far, like, the people who had the most success in, like, my coaching program were the ones who really trusted me and gave 100% of their work, even though they didn't see it, because they trusted me. And they didn't, like, 50, like, one step in, one foot out they got the most results, but the people who didn't show up for themselves because they were hesitant, it shows that they were hesitant in themselves. It wasn't me, but because mm. of that, they didn't show the results that they wanted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even owning up to some of these things for yourself, um, yeah. I think some people will just back up. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But knowing that if you want to get better, if do you do do you deserve better? And that's when breaking the cycle starts. Yeah. And I mean, mm-hmm. I find with that, with deservability in my own experience, you do take 10 step forward and five steps back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like this healing thing, it doesn't just happen. It doesn't, you know, just come to fruition and after 10 sessions, yeah. it's done. You know, <laughs> you think you've dealt with it and you think you've moved on and you know you deserve. And then you just get, like you said earlier, you get triggered, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then you go back to what is safe and what feels familiar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I had it this week. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly that. Exactly that. Because like, Imagine we go to the gym and like we work out, we get the abs we want, but then oops, an injury comes in. First, we learn how to avoid a certain workout or posture or form, but we have to remember that we got to keep going because at the end of the day, it's like not looking at what hurts in the moment, but what's better in the long run. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes, it might hurt in the moment. It might hurt to pick up like weights, but you know, this is going to be fun. You know, you're going to love this. Yeah. So and I think there must be that investment in your own healing, in your own growth. Yes, yes, exactly. Because a lot of the time people think that like, oh, um, they're not showing me this amount of love. They're not doing this. But it's just like, okay, so how can we fill that within you so you don't become dependent on others? You're just feeling so safe and like at flow, but you're still like determined and at ease with whatever you do. Is giving that unconditional love to yourself when unconditional love wasn't present when you're younger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Codependency comes to mind right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that is another roller coaster and a very yeah. difficult one to get out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, having that being in a codependent relationship. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of times, like, oh my God, my old experience, my past experiences, I felt like I would die if I was if I was going to break up with my last relationship. And I, even though like he, he did a lot of things that hurt me, I felt like this was all I can get. But yeah. it's that idea like, oh, I self-abandoned my needs so long. I started, depend, I started to depend on something so small, but made it seem like it was a world to me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's so hard to untangle yourself from that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But once you start to untangle yourself, you start to see that like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I need to jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you managed to do that. You managed to walk away and uh, build a beautiful career out of out of that experience. Thank you. you know. Thank you. And and also invest in others and help others, which is amazing. Yeah. I always commend people who can take their own personal hurt and hardship and turn it into something positive and then help others. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you about NPL. I've only yeah. ever met one other person, in fact, here in Cape Town, who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a neurolinguistic practitioner. So how do you apply that in your practice? Okay, so NLP and time techniques are both a branch of NLP. And basically, they're new, new linguistic programming, and they help you rewire certain narratives and break certain thought patterns, right? And so basically, I kind of cr- combined those two with hypnosis to create my own modality around the inner child. And I don't directly use like the certifications I have, like combined everything all at once to find like the most effective technique. Cause I was like spending months and months before I started like my coaching business, just trying to like record myself and see what was the most effective. But like a lot of the times, like the neuro-linguistic kind of focused on the conscious thought. Like it wasn't, it was only getting to the working bees. It like, it would happen, like the change happened instantly, but it was only temporary. But I found that like the most effective way was to get into the root. And then start doing NLP around the root. That queen so bee. Exactly. Exactly. And then by doing that, I also focus a lot on the holistic part of lifestyle. So like the mind, body, and soul. We're making sure that your seed is thriving with the proper garden bed and the proper nutrition is coming in. Because I don't want to plant a seed where like it's growing in an alleyway, right? Yeah. There's no sun. Yes. Just yes. like concrete i want to make sure like you are good where you are yeah you are nourished exactly okay so where do i sign up for my first session (laughs) (laughs) my website website. (laughs) okay so we're gonna get to the website in a second so tell me do you have any success stories that you want to share with us yes oh my god i have a lot like all of my clients, I really don't recognize them. The longest one I've been working with was for seven months. And 
I'm telling you by far, I wish it sounds a bit narcissistic, but I'm very confident. <laughs> I wish I had like my healing modalities, someone doing it to me. Cause this took me like five years and I just saw the change all happen in three months. Wow. One of my clients, her inner critic was so strong and her like self-sabotage was so strong. Like she would drink every day. And then after one month, I started to see that like, she's not only started to stick up for herself, but she quit two of her old jobs that neglected her. She also signed a copywriting business. Now And now she's an author and she's going to publish her book in two months. Wow. And then another client, he was on the brink of bankruptcy with his business. And the only thing holding him was his podcast. And as he was losing so much, like he was going through divorce, everything. After one month, he got into the Oscars, like the Oscars invited him for his brand. And then when he came back in Hollywood, signed, yeah. And then he came back at, well, from that event, he sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of his products to celebrities. And when he came back, he signed a $2 million contract with a company that will endorse his products. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> But his idea was that he had to be codependent on others to help him succeed. But once I showed him that he is enough to stand on his own. And as we were starting to work with the mind, body, and soul and the different like healing modalities, he was able to show that like, I am enough. I don't need to be dependent on other people. I don't need to be dependent on my ex. I don't need to hold on to my marriage to know that I am loved. Right. And once he started to realize that and like cultivate those morning and night routines, he started to show up for himself. And that's all that matters at the end, how you show up for yourself and what mindset you're in when you show up. Yeah. And these two examples are so interesting because they're so different. And it just goes to show that, you know, when you have, um, when you're experiencing those challenges in your life, they show up in all different other areas. They show up in your home relationships. They show up in your work relationships. Um, there really isn't an area that is unaffected. No, no. Because those triggers can be responded through different perspectives. That's all it is. But once we heal that trigger, those different responses will be like, will just dissolve. And just yeah. imagine how peaceful your life would be without those triggers. Because you know that you're good enough. You know that you're safe. You know that you're safe to play with whatever dreams you have. Yeah. So how do you identify your triggers? Is that just through the awareness? Awareness. So if I know this is my problem, I'm an alcoholic for argument's Mm -hmm. sake. Mm -hmm. I know my triggers are not to walk into bars. And if I do that, I must know how to act when I go in there. Exactly. Is it just so so is it just about having the awareness? about the trigger and then knowing how to handle it. Exactly. Exactly that. And even let's take this a step further. What triggers that desire to drink? It's like, oh, well, my girlfriend just texted me and she started throwing arguments with me. Now I want to drink. Okay. Now you're using drinking as a problem to run away from your emotion. That's avoidance. What about your girlfriend is making you run away? Like, oh, because she always tells me I'm doing this, this, and this, and this. Okay, what does that make you feel? I'm not enough. Who told you you're not enough? 
because my parents used to do this to me when I was younger and that my parents may have like alcoholic problems. It's like, okay, now you're following the old cycle from your parents. And now we have to break that with your inner child. And then that's when the mind, body, like, and soul habitual practices we're going to be implementing to help you also change that with the working bees. Okay. And so that's where the daily practices, the continual practices comes in to help you maintain that healthy um, mindset. Exactly. Exactly. And then the week after, as we focus on the childhood, we're going to also focus on the idea of like running away through another perspective. Like, okay, where else did you run away when you're little? Oh, maybe at school when I was bullied. So then I would also go and eat a lot. It's like, okay, you're avoiding through foods, not just alcohol, but food. And it's like, okay, now let's heal baby you when you got bullied in school. Yeah. So it's like chipping off the iceberg. Absolutely. And I've heard it before, you know, with people who have suffered from depression, alcoholism. And when you start this process, some of the time, it's really the tip of the iceberg that you start to work with. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. really what underneath that you, that needs to heal. And that and that's why we are so happy that we have you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But yes, it's like knowing that awareness, like you said, knowing that there's an iceberg behind you. But now it's like, how how much is that iceberg weighing you down? Now we have to look within and see how big it is. And then we start chipping from the bottom up. Yes. But when we start chipping from the bottom up, it's more effective because like as we start breaking it harder and harder, at the end it's gonna all crumble down. Yes. So if the listeners want to get hold of you or they want to reach out and make use of your services, which yeah. I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Where where can we find you? Yes, you can find me on my website, which is project and then A-N-T-I-P-O-R-T-A, antiporta.com. Or you can find me on IG, Instagram, which is Project Antiporta. And then also my YouTube channel, Hazel Antiporta. And I show you a lot of goods there that will help you guys like become aware of your problems and how you can fix them. Nice. I'm going to link it in the show notes so that everyone can get it. (laughs) Thank you. For real, yes. (laughs) Hazel, any last words that you want to leave the audience with? Uh, yes. One thing I've been learning a lot from my clients and might help you guys too, is that in order for you to feel that love you desire from others, we have to look within and see that as a mirror so we can give that to ourselves. Like as we expect like unconditional love from others, we have to give that to ourselves. Yeah. So Hazel, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad that I had this chat with you. It was so much fun. Yes. Yes, Um, I learned so much today about inner (laughs) child healing. You've really educated me and I'm sure that the listeners are going to enjoy our episode. Take care. Bye. That wraps up this podcast episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy my podcast, please take a minute to give me a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast directory so you don't miss an episode. Please consider following My Scented Life on Facebook and Instagram for daily inspiration. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. You can catch me again in the next episode. Same time, same place. Sending you lots of love and light.